Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey, hi Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 365 or 61 in the count of post-game loss shows. Uh, this is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and awesome host, co-host, awesome. Sam, man. How's How it you going, doing, brother? <laughs> well, you know, another classic Lions game. We had a handoff what, there. Like, What would Sunday game. be without this? You know? <laughs> Ready. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that you know, it, it was... It was kind of a boring game up until the last bit there, and then it just kind of sucked the life out of me. But we'll talk about it. There's there's, there's a couple things we learned today, and I think they're important. Um, there's We'll have a discussion. We'll take your calls. We'll do all the things like we normally do. We've got a great show lined up. Andy, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Still getting a little bit of the. I'm still. I've been fighting this little bit of sick for the, the whole, the whole week since the last show. And I just got a little bit of a dry throat. But otherwise, I'm in good shape. Had a little flood yesterday, Andy. If you remember, same thing happened. That happened. Oh, really? When we first were doing the show here. Yeah, it was a mess. I got fans all over the house. All the way in October. And it. Man. Oh, it runs. 24-7 all year. It's the way it is. <laughs> um, it, it actually leaked down into the ceiling of the laundry room, and the, there's a stain now in the plaster there, and I'm like, oh, shit, do I have to cut in here and start looking for mold? I don't know. I don't know. Let's oh. go up in the attic with a spray bottle of bleach and spritz it around. Well, there's, not, there's not an attic. It's between the second and first floor. Oh, uh, that's the worst. I was thinking maybe I could just pour some bleach water down. It could, it would stain it again. i got to paint it anyway, so just stain it and kill whatever's there. Yeah, that's true. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go. Got a couple things to talk about here, including the Lions game. Uh, we'll get to your calls here very, very, very shortly. I want to talk about St. Jude first. Uh, we've raised fourteen hundred and seventy dollars and sixty nine cents so far. We've got a match today on all of the St. Jude money. Money Flounder Roundericious is going to match up to two hundred and fifty dollars of everything Ooh. raised from fourteen seventy sixty nine. Let me write that down. So I got the number because we got something else going on too. We got two players playing against each other. Uh, fourteen seventy sixty nine. We have so far up to two fifty that we raise beyond that uh, will be matched by Floundericious. But the first fifty is being already donated by Greg Greg Warren. Of um, you've heard him. Well, I want to get into the other podcast that mentioned him. Um, <laughs> he's been on there. He will take a pie in the face for every fifty dollars raised up to five hundred. That's 10 pies, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. He's going to video them, and he's going to put them all. We'll put them all up on the show and social media. So uh, it's 14.70.69 that we need to get to 500 more. So that's 19.70.69. 250 of that is matched, and he's already putting the first 50 down. So let's go, guys. stjude.org slash DLP. stjude.org slash DLP. Let's get Christmas for the kids. Raise some money for them. Them sick kids and sick families. All right. Detroit Lions today. Jared Goff. Um, I wish I had need that quote on here. He is who we thought he was. <laughs> um, we wanted him to be so good. We hoped for so much more, but we need, you know, for, you know how I'm like, I need the data. I need the data. Well, I think the data's in. Andy, do you have anything about uh, your friend there? I think we all hoped that Goff was going to be above average to average, you know, like an average NFL starter, like, you know, 
will be fine, serviceable, do things that NFL starter will do. And we're just, we're not seeing that. It's hard to really put it into words because he doesn't have a lot of help. So I'm going to start my thing off by saying, I understand he doesn't have a lot of help. The wide receivers he has are garbage. The offensive line hasn't been particularly great the last couple of weeks. That being said, what I'm seeing from him isn't necessarily related to those things. We're not seeing him take long sacks because no one's getting open. We're not seeing him, um, you know, having to throw into tight windows and just missing. We're seeing him not throw into tight windows. We're seeing him not push the ball downfield. We're seeing him have an average depth of target of like six yards, which is worst in the NFL for a starting quarterback while also leading the league in turnovers. All those fumbles, all those interceptions, you can say, oh, well, if the O-line protected better, maybe you wouldn't fumble. That's, we haven't seen any arm back stripped out of his hand fumbles. They're all, they've been, he's been holding them onto his chest and then they plop out. Plop. I just, it, it's plop. plop it's, we're getting to the point now where he's very obviously not a solution here. And we're obviously in a rebuild. So, you know, we, we're going to have to either hold on to him and just realize he's not it, or I don't know, his salary is debilitating right now. And we're just going to have to deal with it for at least one more year after this one, I believe. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't even, I, yeah, we're, we're, we have to, right? I mean, Goff is, I saw it in the Slack today, and I think it's probably right, is probably the, the, the ideal bridge quarterback. He, he's just the guy that's going to get you over the hump. You, you couldn't put Justin Fields out there with this team. He wouldn't look good. He'd, he'd probably look better than Goff, right? But if you think about Matthew Stafford, what he's done with various variations of this team, all of which were likely better than this one on offense. Um, I don't know that, you know, this, of course they'll be better than, than they are now, but he hasn't been able to do it before. I don't know why this year would be different if we still had Matthew Stafford to elevate this team. Um, I, I mean, the coaches, whatever else, there's so many pieces this team needs. I have to say though, on the, on a high note, and this is, I know, you know, sometimes we're looking for the nice things to say after the debacle that was that Bears game, because that was an absolute meltdown. I expected Jared Goff. I, I thought he would be, we, you know, in the morgue by the end of the day today with all the injuries in the line and that front seven from Minnesota. They they have a tough, tough group. And frankly, the fact that he got sacked as few times as he did, um, it, it, this team played yeah. well. The defense played far above their pay grade. You know what I mean? They pay, mm-hmm. played very, very well. I will call out again our guy Jerry Jacobs, who's awesome out there. He was he, he did not he did not look like a rookie covering, you know, Adam Thielen out there. Um and, and Kirk Cousins. He he looked good out there. This is I've talked about this a little bit, Sam, and this week a couple times, in that the one thing going for the Lions, even though this is a, a shot season kind of a situation. The one thing going for this team is most teams don't get to develop their young talent like like we are this year. They don't get to play, right? Because they have vets in the way or or all the, the players that are there. And everybody gets to draft. Everybody gets to play free agency. Very rarely does a team get to grow and develop their young talent like we do this year. And it's this giant kind of like shotgun approach. 
you, 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 most teams will get a couple guys that maybe, you know, next man up, hope they step up. We're basically trying out almost a whole team here. And if we get five or six gems, those are guys who are going to be real, real cheap corner pieces going forward and building this team. Knowing it's a rebuild, finding out where those those diamonds in the rough are right now across the entire board, you really know exactly where you have to draft and what you have to build for. Like next year, if Jacobs keeps developing the way he is, we may only need one cornerback. <laughs> I think we're gonna need uh, thirteen people on defense. Yeah. Although, yeah. although, like you said, the defense played much better than their talent level. You know, I think I tweeted about it mid-game that you know what we're seeing is it is a defense that is outplaying their talent and that's kind of rare. And I, I'm not sure if that's coaching. I'm not sure if that's just hard work, but uh, we have to give props to the coaching staff on the defense for how these guys show up and play for 59 and three quarter minutes. Jefferson looked great when the ball was going to him. And the question is, why didn't the ball get to him 20 plus more times? Right. Um, I'm, I have to go rewatch the game because I wasn't watching close enough. Could it be that he was defended well? I, I mean, it, you, you, so he beat he beat Amani. Yeah. <laughs> good, good work. Badly uh, a number of times. But why didn't they keep hitting that? Why didn't they keep you – know, if you can't cover him, just walk it down the field, and they didn't. So I have to get a rewatch and see, did, did Amani just look bad on the plays where they went there, or did, and, and did he have good coverage, or was it – Crappy play calling on the part of Zimmer and the and the Vikings. A little bit of both, probably. Uh, Jeffrey and Tina. How you doing? Tina! K9. Remember Dorf on golf? We have Gorf on football. Tina says hi, and I need to get my own email. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man, oh, uh, man. I do remember Dorf on golf, but you, I think you have to be a little bit older for that one. I, I don't know if that guy's even still alive. Tim Conway? <laughs> I know his sons does radio and he's terrible, but anyway. <laughs> so there we are. The the defense definitely outplayed their uh, their pay grade. They did a good job out there. Um, the offense though was not it. Cephas getting hurt, yeah. you just knew that was that was one of the nails in the coffin. Um, yeah, I mean we're we're at the point now where with injuries, where one or two more injuries on offense that are season long. And this is arguably the worst offense that I've seen the Lions field. And, and, you know, maybe since 2008, you know, and that's a hard thing to think about (laughs) considering, you know, we've got TJ Hawkinson on the field who, by the way, saw basically felt like zero targets today. I think it was one. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is happening? Uh, Just, you know, we're going to, we're going to see. You know, they find a way to turn it on at the end of the game somehow, but, uh, you know, that's not enough. When was the last time you saw the Lions lose a game where the other team only scored, you know, however many points they scored? Uh, Low 20s. Yeah, yeah. It was 16. Was it 19 points they scored? Was that what it was? 22, I think. 22, okay. I missed, I, I didn't miss the last field goal, but I wasn't watching the numbers. I was setting everything up. Yeah, that's the problem. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling my feels. I'm not watching the numbers. Yeah. I'm feeling my feels. I, you know, we talked about it last week. We talked about it last week how I need to get to the car. I need to turn the radio station on. You know, all the – everybody else is excited. The Lions won. Thank you. This was another one of those. 40 seconds. You know. You know that the Lions will find a way to let some weird crap happen, and 
lose to a crazy long field goal. You know, let's just. How would the goal for two call though? That was so good. It was so, so normally good. I would hate that. I would hate it with all my passion. But because this is a rebuilding year, it's kind of like we win or we don't. Right. And I'm I'm okay with it. And it turns out we lose no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, and this goes deep, right? This is super deep. But uh, there's an argument to be made that you tie the game, and the Vikings don't go gangbusters at the end trying to score. Maybe they still do. Yeah, maybe I think they, they don't. Do. I, well, I think they do, and they know they can just go for overtime if they need it. It's there as a backup, right? Yeah, that's it, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like they get one bad or two bad plays, and maybe they're just like, yeah, it's not worth the risk. Yeah. We already fumbled on our own, you know. That was a, that our was own territory a dumb and... play. That was a really dumb play. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> um, look, if if Campbell gets his first win out of that going for two call. I love it, right? I mean, that that's that's it's like okay, that is a kneecap biter kind of thing, right? It, it, yep. That was good stuff. Um, didn't work out that way. I do have to say, Ken F, thank you, hundred dollars to St. Jude. Woo! Um, that now that got doubled, so that's two hundred. So plus the fifty that's coming from Greg, that's uh, that's five pies already for Greg that we're gonna see. This is awesome. Ooh, five pies. <laughs> Are they all cream? Um, I'm we gonna get sure. some uh, some chocolate chips in there or something. <laughs> get a couple pumpkins. Oh man! So yeah, no, that was great. Um, that that last the defense in that last drive. This it was it was a flip of the game, right? The whole game up until the fumble, the offense was just dog shies, and then the, and the defense was playing strong, right? Playing well above their 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 pay grade. Then the fumble happens. All of a sudden, they get a little bit of. Uh, swag on offense and and just drive that ball into the end zone score it's like sweet we're going for two boom get the two-point conversion we're gonna win this game defense is always looking, already looking great we're good hey let's rush three that seems to work really well you know it's it's been a folly forever i like since i've been an nfl fan you know teams going into prevent has cost them games and teams that don't go into prevent seem to do okay. You know, where, where's the blitz? If we lose on a blitz, I can feel okay about it. Kind of how I feel okay with losing on going for two. You know, like we, we take our shot. It's in our hands. We do it or we don't. But prevent, you know, and I think somebody in chat just uh, might have been Don. Yeah, Don said, you know, going prevent is taking – our best players out of it and putting our worst players in the forefront. And that's 100% true. Yeah. That's 100% true. We have all these slow guys in the back end that don't really know what they're doing. And you're just going to leave huge lanes where a quarterback has eight seconds to find somewhere to throw. And he's got, especially the Vikings, they've got really shifty wide receivers that are going to find an open spot in that zone. And when they're already that close, we're not talking about they need 50 yards to score. We're not talking about them needing a touchdown where maybe we tackle them in bounds and can run the clock out. You know, yep. it's just, it's a losing football. And that's the opposite of what we've seen from Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell hasn't played losing football until the end of games. And then they lose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I saw Kevin in the chat saying that uh, Campbell was, uh, was crying in the presser. I was like, like real crying. We got tears in the eyes. We got Luke P with the super chat. Thank you, sir. Campbell tearing up in the post game hit me hard. And then Kevin, I gotta add this: like man crying, not Kenyan crying. <laughs> it was in the Slack, if you know, if you don't. 
<laughs> oh man, you guys are hilarious. Um, that's interesting. Uh, you got Brandon. Hi, Brandon. How you doing, brother? Uh, Campbell's Fonts 2.0. That's crazy. All right, give us a call. We'll put up the phone lines. 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. Or you can just hit the old Skype, and that is Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, it's Lucas. Nothing to drink today because I got to go celebrate a birthday later. But Pre-game, my oh, friend. Oh, these lines. Is it a, chi- is it, is it a child's birthday? No, it's my dad's. Oh, okay. So I could, I could, I guess, but I got to drive there. So okay, okay, no, no. Good, good, I like yeah. the good choices. Good choices. <laughs> yeah. But man, these lions. I it just the thing. The thing is, I'm not. I'm not really a superstitious person. It, there's only two things superstitious about. It's like dice rolling and gambling, or like Dungeons and Dragons and the lions. And it just feels like no matter how many coaches we get, new, you know, new people, new whatever. It's just the same stuff every time it doesn't matter if we have a good team a bad team it just it just drives you nuts like and i knew i knew when i saw that the other how much time was left i was like oh wow great they went for two exciting but they're not they're not gonna win like (laughs) they're gonna lose on a field goal i I knew i i expected that too you know what i mean i absolutely expected it when i when i saw that in that moment i was like Eh, there's a chance it doesn't happen. I mean, every once in a while they, they they don't get to do that. Like it's like maybe once a season, every other season it gets to that situation. You're like, oh, they're gonna come down, and then they don't. Uh, that, you know, I was like, maybe that's maybe today's that game. Yeah, I, I initially had that text. My I was on uh, my my wife had called me. I was on the phone with her, and I was, I was explaining what happened, and she's like, oh, well, is the Vikings here good? And I didn't have a really an explanation on how it doesn't matter if he's good or not. <laughs> He's going to make it anyway. Like, he could be the worst kicker of the league, and he's going to make the 54 yard field goal. The Ravens. Yeah, and, the Ravens know. get the, the record setter, right? I mean, off the bottom of the cross. It doesn't matter. You're right. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys kind of touched on it. And the one thing I really want to comment was that, like, I, well, I, guess, I guess I don't I don't understand this coaching decision as far as, so, if, you know, go for two. I, you know, I was like, okay, you know what? Super exciting. Yeah, let's just go for it. Super aggressive. And then you come out and you just play super passive on yeah, defense yeah. and it's like why 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 be so aggressive and then go into the stupid prevent defense again because I, I think i saw someone else comment this maybe in the summer or something like that but like teams aren't looking anymore for you know for prevent to like get a 30 yard bomb they're happy with 15 to 20 yards because there's yep. a bunch of professional kickers in the league that can make 50 plus yard field goals so if they give up a 30 plus yarder like who cares go go for it you got to put some pressure or you're going to give up the the, the field goal range and then it's over again and yep. it just that just seems to be we've seen it twice now this year <laughs> grand <laughs> one was a record-setting kick but still <laughs> yeah hmm. i mean honestly you know we did touch on it briefly but you know campbell plays winning football until prevent defense and we we have to find a way to not do that it's just it, you know it, the, the way the it, nfl was back in the day you know it teams only had 40 seconds. It was almost a guaranteed win for the the team that had the lead in that 40 seconds. That's just not the case anymore. Teams are practicing getting chunk plays, running up, spiking the ball. Uh, you know, I actually thought it was a huge mistake when Zimmer called the second timeout. Uh, where, so they had zero timeouts. Cause I'm thinking they get a large enough chunk play with that out enough time. They're going to have to run up and either spike it or get their field goal unit out there. They turned out it didn't matter, but teams practice that now. It's not old school football anymore. We, you know, 10, 20 yards is plenty, especially when every kicker on every team can hit 50 plus yard field goals. Yep. 
this isn't the nineties anymore where like dudes are hitting from 40, you know, where they need to get close. They don't even need to get close anymore. We lost to a 66 yarder. Yeah. You know, there's just, yeah. there's nothing we can say other than that's one, that's a, another area of improvement that I'm sure I haven't watched the presser, but I'm sure Campbell and them will go back and look at and, you know, admit that yeah. this may have cost us the game, not rushing four or five. And and there's one yeah, and it, it, there's one point though that we I, I want to make sure because it, it is coming through in the in the slack. When we think about this, we thought this was going to be a high scoring game. I I thought that they were going to you know the 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 line on this was by ten and a half, right? The Lions played a hell of a game to keep this close like this, and and but it goes it goes right to what you're saying, uh, Luke, Lucas, right? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Sorry. I, for some reason, I, I, my brain went to Ryan. I was like, no, no, it's Lucas. It's Lucas. Um, but that, that, you know, this team stayed with it and held it together. And, and it was just completely unexpected that they were going to be able to do it against what is a pretty good, you know, Vikings team. Um, that's, there's, some, there's a lot to take from this game that's good. Um, what did they do? They did just like you said, and they, 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 they sucked us in. We, you know, I was, I had written it off. I was at that two minute warning. I'd written the game off. I was coming upstairs to fire up and say, okay, episode loss number 61 show. Here we go. <laughs> and, um, all of a sudden I'm up here and I'm like, yeah, oh my God, they're making it interesting, you know? And then they still, yeah. did, they and because the thing too is like, you know, there, I, I was very surprised the defense. Like I, I don't even, I honestly don't even blame the defense for that, for that giving up that large chunk with prevent because they weren't doing the things that were working for them. Like they were keeping it close all game. And then you call this prevent defense that like the, the rushing floor was getting some pressure. Like they were decently covering people. And then you could basically completely switch up what they're doing and say, okay, now go succeed. And yeah, a better team might be able to maybe, even though we see prevent defense fail all the time, mm. but it's just like, why, why change it up? Like you, you do what's working. Don't go passive. You've been, you've been doing the defense has been great. Let them do their thing. So it's just a little frustrating to see that right at the end. So who's our so our number one receiver out there in the fourth quarter was our fourth round rookie this year, right? Call, I'm going to let you run, okay? Thanks. Thanks. All right. Yeah, it was. He's our fourth round rookie because Cephas was out, right? Who was also, I think, a fourth rounder. Who's our number two? (laughs) It varies week to week, (laughs) right? I mean, Raymond. Yeah, we like I, you know, I don't know. There's nothing out there. I mean, this was this is it was it's a dearth of talent across the board, across the board. I mean, you can blame Goff, but Goff is hampered by the talent around him. Did Goff make bad mistakes? Yeah, the one he threw in the dirt on the third down. That was there was, there was a flying uh, defensive player between him and the receiver. They and I saw it in the Slack. I forget. I think it was Ash that mentioned it. They called that play so many times. The defensive player knew exactly what they were doing, so Goff threw it in the ground because there was nowhere to go on the play, because mm-hmm. uh, they they completely sniffed it out. So that was just bad play calling. So you got a talent issue, throwing the ball, ca- catching the ball. Look, Amon Ra's fun. He's going to be a, a fun receiver for this team for for a while. I think he has some real potential to be something special. Even we'll see if that plays out. But if he's your number one, right? You, you're in, you're you're in really really tough shape talent wise. So I I don't know I mean the fact that we even scored as many points as we did is is pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean every week it's it's kind of a, a a battle like Anthony Lynn versus the talent he has to work with. You know Goff doesn't 
throw the ball downfield. Uh, guys aren't getting open. You know, Goff's first read isn't getting open. And when Goff's first read doesn't get open, Goff makes bad decisions. Uh, or he forces it in, you know, his the real bad interception today was him trying to force it into his first read because that's where the ball should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouldn't have went there in that instance, but that's where he went with it. Um, you know, it's it's a miracle that our running game has looked as good as it looked. If we had an even semi-competent passing game oh to pull dudes out of the box, this running game could be special. Yeah. And it like it are it kind of is special for the lions. You know, I don't think it's special in terms of NFL, but as far as rushing attacks that we've seen in the last 10, 15 years, I can't think of a better rushing attack than this one. How you know, the red Reggie Bush joy bell era, maybe, but even then it was, it wasn't, it wasn't feast consistent for, like this. Yeah. It was feast or famine with them. Um, how about swift just trucking? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, just. I mean, when I look, I had to watch the replay to see because, you know, I watched MMA on Saturday because that's what I do on my one day off. And uh, <laughs> and I was I had to look to see if he was knocked out because when, when Swift went down and just blasted him and the way he kind of just fell backwards like that, I was like, oh, is he going? And then he's like, no, OK, wow. But he's just embarrassed as hell. That was great. I love, love that kind of stuff. Uh, hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, this is Chris R. And none. Hey, Chris. None. Ah. (laughs) I'll have one for you. Go ahead. Uh, So, yeah, I just wanted to, since you guys brought up Swift, I'll actually kind of use that to transition into the the point I was going to make here. And that is the offensive line play today. One of those units that's, that's very much in that, like, communication unit more than the individual type of environment. Uh, in the NFL game nowadays. And the offensive line, for the most part, you're like, yeah, they get a couple pressures here and there. But this is a very good Minnesota defensive front. Like, that's kind of their identity, as their, as their front four has been their entire uh, time under Mike Zimmer. And for the most part, they held up pretty well without Frank Ragnall. I mean, who was the starting center today? I couldn't tell you. Uh, mm. Like, that's a good thing. Then uh, mm. Tony Jackson had the one penalty, and otherwise he was he was pretty decent for the most part. He was huge on that that last drive, uh, the touchdown that, that led to the the two point. Uh, so like he had a pretty good game today. Uh, Penny Sewell had a couple of really bad plays, specifically the one golf fumble uh, was terrible. But otherwise, like after the, their early first quarter settling in period, he looked to be pretty good for the most part. Uh, offensive line today had a, a pretty solid game considering the competition with Hunter and Griffin up front. Uh, so it was really nice to see that unit still come together a little bit. And uh, that was the one unit to me that, re- that really outperformed your talent level uh, more than any of the others uh, just because of the, the injuries and lack of depth at that, at that spot. One of the things about the defensive front that I learned is just how bad our Patricia defensive defense was just seeing Everson Griffin and how well he can play <laughs> this year versus when he was on that, that, that Patricia defense. It's there. It's night and day. He's like a different guy and he's older. Oh man. Yeah. And, and part of that is the way that Zimmer schemes that defense too. And, and they're very big on rush lanes. Um, whereas Matt Patricia really wasn't. Matt Patricia was more about the contain lanes, making <laughs> yeah. sure that we keep the guys in the pocket and so on. Whereas Zimmer actively schemes, pressure and making sure that you get the three level pressure, the interior, the second level and be around the back. Uh, that's a very big part of their defense. So um, 
Yeah, and, that, and that's why they found so much success and consistency too uh, with their pass rushes because they're able to utilize those different rushing lanes and, and so on and so forth. So hopefully uh, with Glenn, we're able to get some of that in the next couple of years once we upgrade that pass rush uh, and, and get more natural pass rushers in here. Uh, we started to see some of that with Romeo. We've seen a little bit of that with Charles Harris. Another guy who's really outperformed my expectations for him this year. Um, but that's, that's kind of the end goal in, in terms of where I think we want to end up getting to is, is being able to rush four and get pressure, but also rush five uh, and, and be able to create some pressure via, via the rush, especially given Glenn's background. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this when I said this in the chat, uh, the Slack chat earlier this year, early in the beginning of the year. But New Orleans last year, and they were like calling blitz plays, their coverage was far and away the best in the NFL. And it wasn't even close. The, the Saints have last year, this is going back to 2020 COVID season numbers, but the Saints last year were absolutely absurdly good when they blitzed. Like when they blitzed, they were better than any other team when they rushed three, four, five, six, anything better. Like they had the best defense in the league against the pass, no matter any situation when they rushed five or more. And that's where Glenn comes from, obviously. And he, you know, to us, he's a big Campbell, too. Um, so rushing these guys and, and being aggressive with the blitz and these pass rush packages, that's going to be a thing that sticks. And, of course, we didn't see that at the end of the game. Unfortunate. But throughout the course of the game, that's what led us to being competitive, uh, was being able to be consistent with that blitz. And that's going to be our identity for, for the long term. I think that some of our... Uh, picks this year, our free agent signings, and hopefully next year's offseason especially, are really going to point toward that being uh, the identity and the the kind of core of this team moving forward. All right. All right, Chris, we're going to get bouncing. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool, man. Yeah, for sure. Glad to talk to you guys again. Stay yep, safe. You too. you too, man. I mean, the, the, w- let's not pretend that this was a great Lions game, but it also wasn't a doom and gloom Lions game either. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we had plenty of positives in this game. Uh, you know, sadly, none of them are super exciting positives, you know, but we can all admit that the backups on this team have looked fairly good. I mean, we're, with the pieces we're missing, you know, theoretically, this is a blowout nine times out of 10. Oh God. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Well, and that's, uh, that's the part that's really hard. I think. There's a couple things that are wearing on people. They just really want to taste that win. They want to see Campbell get his first win. I mean, if he's got tears out there like that today, um, it it's it it to see him get the win. The, that excitement is really going to be something fun fun to play along with. And I think it's just wearing on people that want to see just something, see some kind of change. This was again a huge, huge bounce back after that debacle in Chicago. This team could have absolutely folded up tent. And we could have been calling it a season. I mean, we know what kind of season it's going to be, but it could have been like, it's oh, God, it's time to check out kind of season if they if they continue just to flame out. But they didn't. They went out there, and they fought to the very, very end of this game. Um, I have to say that's, that they have, they have not given up. They haven't given up on the staff. They haven't given up on the coaches. They haven't given up on each other. There's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot of heart in this team. There's a lot of spunk, a lot of kick in these guys. And, um, you know, it's just – it's. It's tough, man. We got left with not much talent and from the last regime, and we got – what was it? I think it was – the uh, Riz went back and did the hard math on it. I think 60% of our salary cap this week is tied up in people not on the field, either injured or dead cap mm-hmm. or whatever else. 
and with Goff taking up the money he is, which by the way, the the amount of money he's taken isn't isn't that big of a deal to be honest with you. You got the two picks that you're going to get for him. You have a bridge quarterback. Stafford wasn't going to be here. You're 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 fine as far as how much you're paying him. I mean, it's just we're not we're not hurting for for salary cap to sign the guy that's going to change the team, right? That's not what the the game is this year with this team. So the golf thing isn't that big a deal. He actually does wind up being a perfect bridge. But um, having not bounced, having bounced back from that game the way they did and showing the heart they did, the way these guys are developing is is excellent. Um, the fun that that the, these games are is really really excellent. There's a lot. There's the a lot of minutes, good. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and Mike <laughs> said it in the in the chat here. He said it's not the same old Lions. The same old Lions would have lost by thirty. Would have been the end of the game. And he's right. Right. That's that's just it. Would have been the expected result. But it's the same old results, right? We didn't win the game, but we got there a lot of different way. So it's an interesting, it's interesting way things are going, way this team is growing. Uh, we got a caller. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink so far? Oh my God, this is what up? This is Q. What up, Chris? Hey, what's Q. Man, what up? I had a gallon of water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are those days, man? <laughs> Please, you guys, tell me how to feel because I, I don't know how to feel. I, I don't know what this is. I hate losing, but I understand that maybe this will, you know, benefit us in the draft if we draft Malik Willis. But yeah, golf is terrible, man. Like he just not, he doesn't elevate anybody around him at all. It's just, it's really bad. But I don't know. I know this is a rebuilding year. It's just, it's very frustrating to lose like this. I don't know, man. Well, let me ask you this: Are you going to join us in LA? Oh, absolutely. Because I'm a, I'm a Lions fan, like. I'll be there actually I, I, I have to reschedule I'll be there a day later so I'll be there Saturday through Monday okay okay I'll be there early Saturday morning okay cool 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 yeah maybe if, if you get time let's let's get up for let's get up for lunch or something on Saturday I'm meeting a couple buddies to go watch the the fights on Saturday night <laughs> okay no dope <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah, no, but no, we'll, get, we'll definitely get together on on Sunday. We gotta definitely hook up. There's there's a lot of people we're talking about. There's a Discord. If you check out the Twitter, you can everyone can see it. We're trying to coordinate there, okay. get everyone together, and have some fun and uh, some tailgating and pregaming and postgaming and whatever else gaming <laughs> going on. No, but, I'm down. I'll, I'll be in Detroit next week for. Uh, I don't know. Bengals lost now. I don't know. Maybe we could, it's like we're not getting dominated. It's just like we don't have the talent to win. Yeah. Yep. So we can keep games close. It just we we just ran out of talent at the end of the game. Like I, I mean, I I like what Dan Campbell said about when they asked him about rushing three. He said, you know, when you rush four, that exposes the cornerbacks. And you know, or Oruarie was getting smoked by Jefferson. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing he could he could do. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I, I really I really don't know what to do in that situation because I mean he's right. We can't cover. So if the pass rush don't get there, then, you know, it's a 20-yard gain anyway. It's Yeah, you know, honestly, I've felt pretty good about this coaching staff all year so far. I, I feel like defensive play calling has been good. I feel like offensive play calling has been good most of the time. Obviously, with offense, you get some weird crap going on or, you know, players don't execute the way you think they're going to do and it makes the play call look bad. Um but I think there's some hope that because we're still hanging in games with this lack of talent, I think arguably yeah. it might not even be arguable at this point that we have the worst roster top to bottom in the NFL right now but, with our injuries. Oh yeah. But that roster stuck close 
to the Minnesota uh, Vikings. That's I, what I'm saying. It's, and, what and I'm, this is the I, thing, like where Patricia would what was running the team. You had talent that, that declined over the period of his time because Quinn stepped everything down as far as talent wise, but degraded the talent year over year. But that team couldn't, even with good talent, couldn't perform right because schematically it was just broken. We've got a team now that has, like you said, some of the worst talent in the league and is playing and holding up against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. That's that's against uh, Baltimore. Green Bay held on for a half before it kind of fell apart. But if you got guys that bad that are um, that are playing that well, um, that says a lot. It says a lot about the the opportunity once you get talent in the house to move things better, bigger, and uh, and uh, forward. So that's that's awesome. Um, Q, I tell you one thing that can, and that'll help you feel go to cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. <laughs> that was a good one. There you, go. you got it. If you ever get stressed out about being yeah. stressed out and now, you know, they tried to do the whole Bannon of Delta eight because whatever. Well, now they have active CBD, which is Delta eight. That's not Delta eight. It has all the same effects as Delta eight, but. Active CBD is legal in all 50 states and will ship to anybody anywhere. So head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Remember, it's the active CBD, the Delta 8, Delta 10. That's going to get you really high, but you get, you're not going to pass a drug test either. Uh, the regular CBD and the other stuff that isn't the Delta 8, Delta 9, or active CBD will, you can still pass a drug test and it will still help you with pain, anxiety, and insomnia. All of the things the Lions do to play people every day. There, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, for standing up for me there. <laughs> No, I got you, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys get back to it. Uh, see you guys in LA. Then I'll catch up with you next week uh, to help lick my wounds after we lose to the Bengals, man. man. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> be there. But you can see Joe Burrow. <laughs> There's something to be said about seeing Joe Burrow. Yeah, that'll be exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd like to see Jamar Chase's touchdowns. It'll be good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll call in next week. I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Q. Much love, brother. Later, man. All right, guys. All right. Oh. Thank you. Look at that. Robert, thank you so much, man. $30 to St. Jude. Takes us to $1,669. $1,600 nice. even. 69 cents. That is now, let me think. Uh, 130. So that's 260 plus the 5310 raised so far during the show today. Thank you, everybody. Head on over to stjude.org/dlp. Help us raise a little bit of money. We'll uh, we'll see what we can get going there. Uh, thank you, RVK5150. I I know who you are. Oh yeah, we just talked about you on the Saint Jude. Thank you. Uh, I saw you. I saw you with the flood, man. I'm glad things are getting back to normal. We'll chat in the in the Slack. Uh, you rock, you roll, and I think Riz Riz in there. Did was, did Riz pop in there? Riz popped. Oh, he's always goodness. popping. <laughs> hey Riz, how you doing, buddy? So uh, while he's in there, I, I recommend when we had our call, our conference call with St. Jude, when we were t- talking about what should be the what happens at twenty five thousand dollars, right? There's a lot of little events that are going along the way. Um, one thing that popped up was Riz wearing a tutu Ooh. at twenty five k. Now. He isn't saying he would do it, but he it wasn't a hard no. <laughs> so he has to put up the act that he doesn't secretly want to. He has, oh no, come on, guys, where would I find one? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if if he's still in there, give him, you know, see if you can get him. See if you can get him. He should do it for twenty five grand. If we raise twenty five grand for St. Jude. That would be that's what he's got to do. 
Shoot, twenty five grand. I'll go to a Lions game in a two two. Do, <laughs> do it before the last Lions home game. I'll be there. Are, are you are you committing? Let's I'll commit. I'm writing you Let's down. Do it. I've got the legs for it. <laughs> oh God, you do those things. Those bad boys don't stop. <laughs> so I got a lot of people in the chat. I made I made a comment about how if this team wants to go full rebuild, I think they could. And if they, I'm not saying I think they should, I'm saying that they should look at into it. You know, a, a lot of people in on Twitter were talking about like, what are we going to do with Hawkinson? He's going to be owed a huge sum of money. I'm team. I don't see how Hawkinson is on this team. Mostly because the money he will cost in the position he plays tight end is just so low in the scheme of things of what this team needs to be successful. He caught like no passes today, which isn't his fault necessarily, Mm -hmm. but you can't spend that kind of money at a position like that. Unless your team is ready to win. Now the chiefs can do that with Travis Kelsey because they're ready to win. Now the lions can't afford to be cheap at positions of importance just to pay a dude at tight end. Me, that's how that's kind of how I feel about it. Let me, do let do me I think they need you. to trade him? Eh. Let me argue but, with, you, with you on that. Let's do and, it. And, and the only reason I, I can, can do that, because I would normally just say, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. But <laughs> the idea is we're getting so much money back next year from dead cap. It's like $55 million, right? We have no salary cap problems at all. There is no reason. I mean, the money, it, the money's all fake anyway. Right. It, it really is. It's all a, it's an it's an imaginary little group of whatever's the the hit that we what we pay for for Hawkinson is not going to prevent us from getting the guys we want for a number of years. I say front load a contract or, or restructure with him right now and pay him in the next two years and let it ride out. So he's cheap when you need the money to get the other guys when you're ready to go. That's kind of what I would do with Hawkinson because he's a talent that the way the NFL is going and NFL offenses are going, a good tight end like a Hawkinson and like Kittle and Kelsey, those are key components to a successful offense. And you've just, so many teams don't have one and we do. I think there's a way you could work the money to, to make it so that keeping him isn't impactful. That's, that's the only place I'll agree with you or disagree with you on that. Yeah, I, I think you know it's it's just a philosophy thing. You're right. If they if they have a plan in place, I think that that can make sense. And you do have a point that they're going to have a lot more money than they originally looked like they were going to have. That being said, that's still premium money at a not premium position. Sure. Yeah. And that's you know when they drafted him, that was my major issue with it. Was I don't think Hawkinson's a bad player, but at eight, you have to get. A premium position and i still feel that way about money and with other things he may be our best player yeah right yeah, now yeah. he very clearly may be our best player well here's and let me argue against said, my though, point yeah. let, let me be the most inconsistent get in the world um i i even as bad as golf is i look and i don't think our guy is there at quarterback next year i just don't think the guy and and there's a lot of you know you, you always see the best college player at a position say oh yeah he's great but that doesn't mean you know it's from he's as good as last year's best or the next year's best right he's just great this year compared you know what he's compared against is is like if you compared the lions against the high school team you'd say god these guys are really good right they're the best it's just what you're comparing against so i don't know that our guy is there at quarterback and i really really hate the idea of risking wasting 
in effect, a first-round pick on a quarterback, and then you also have all that money tied up in golf next year because you, you can't get rid of them, right? You, you just it's it's way too costly from a cap perspective to get rid of golf. So you have your your first overall pick and all that cap tied up at that one position, right? And and you you have a lottery ticket kinda, and a guy that you who you know, and it just seems like that's way too much capital. I'm kind of on the of the mindset you you're going to pay him he's going to be your guy just wait till the next year now there's the whole idea of it that he could get injured and then you need your guy who's there to step up so if your guy is there at quarterback of course you take him but it's an interesting conversation it's a, it's a philosophical thing right it's how do you build because as we kind of started the show and talked about if Matthew Stafford was on this team right now would they be playing better sure would they be would they have won these games i don't know we had him for 10 years, you know, 12 years, whatever we had him for. I can't even count. Um, but we had him for ages. It didn't, didn't help us. didn't elevate bad teams. He was here for the Patricia era with the teams getting continually worse. I mean, I would say this team is arguably worse this year than it was last year talent-wise He on offense. And he's, you know, he would elevate this year's talent level, but it's still not going to be better than last year. So would he be able to win us games? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, just, I don't know that you want to wrap all that up in a quarterback. So that's still an ongoing conversation. But the data is kind of in on Goff. And the hard part now is, like, I, it's not clear. I mean, you see for the majority of the game, you know, we might as well just kick a field goal once we get to the 35. And then once the fumble hits, all of a sudden he turns it in, he looks like Superman. You know what I mean? This is mm-hmm. It's frustrating because you just don't know what you're getting. And he he, he can't. The Lions can't put together a whole game, and he can't put together a whole game. It's all these kind of inconsistent spurts, that, and that's, you know, you get a, a scatter plot that looks like this. You have no, no causation anymore. All right, 248 We'll take your calls, or Detroit Lions podcast, all one word on Skype was another way to call us. You can get in there. Uh, don't forget about Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You need Halloween candy? You need your costumes. You need your whatever. Head on over to Amazon Detroit Lions Podcast.com. They'll hook you up. You don't have to hang around and meet space and meet people and get them sneezing and coughing on you and all the other stuff that's out there. Amazon Detroit Lions Podcast.com. They give us a little kickback every time you use them and it keeps that crazy guy out of space. So there you go. Thank you very much for everyone who does do that. Caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, Chris. It's Jesse. Hey, How are you doing today? Jesse, good. How are you? I am wonderful. Honestly, um, this game gave me a lot of good feelings, <laughs> which is kind of strange because even though we lost, I mean, oh my gosh, this, I've never seen so much fight in a team. And I've been a Lions fan for what, 20, 25, 30 years? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, a long, long road. And I know you understand that. Yeah. Um, but it, I, they, they bought, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, You've got undrafted rookies just out there playing. I mean, that's insane to me. And they're fighting, and they're actually holding up against some of the best competition in some of the, or against some of the, you know, best competition. Adam Thielen. I, Jerry Jacobs. I actually, you know, I'm all over I took a lot of positives out of it. Again? Yeah, oh, I was going to say Jerry Jacobs is a great, great example. It was a great example. I mean, undrafted free agent was out, took a COVID out the, the last year. He's in there playing against you know yeah. Adam Thielen. It's like holy cow! Talk about into the fire, and he looked good. He looked good. 
Um, he he yeah. he looked way better than a rookie UDFA cornerback. Uh, um, I got. Oh my gosh! Remember Darius Slay? Yeah. I mean, gosh, he got benched. Yeah. And here we got uh, Jacobs out there. We got Parker out there, and they're actually they're holding their. I, mean, I know they're giving up some big plays, but that's a learning curve. Yeah. But I love what you said last few shows that hey, what they're doing right now is going to pay off big time. You know, that it's a huge deal when you're on the field and you're getting that experience. Like, so many coaches are so hesitant about putting their players out there just to learn, and they want well, to rely on veterans. Yep. Well, we've watched that fail on other teams. I know, you know, once they are. <laughs> and, but you know what? I mean, golly, I mean, I'm proud of the Lions to finally drop these guys out there, let them learn, let them, you know, learn from all these players or coaches, I'm sorry, that um, used to be players and actually been there and done that. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, and that'll help with the, the salary. They have too. If, if you think about it, you get these guys, you're not paying a month. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Honestly, a lot of, a lot of teams don't have the ability to play young guys because there's, I don't want to say they're trying to win and the Lions aren't trying to win. We obviously are trying to win, but in our situation, we kind of have to lean on them. And there is something to be said about in these scenarios, the Lions have an opportunity to look at guys deeper than other teams ever get a chance to look at them. You know, how many guys do nothing on a team for a long time, get traded and all of a sudden become something, you know, it happens all the time. Right now the Lions are seeing what they have. Even if only one of these guys that we're playing right now turns out to be something, that might be something that we've never got to get before. Look at that, 10 inches? Nine and three quarters. Kevin, Chris, can you measure the distance between your thumb and your pinky to prove a point? I'm at nine and three quarters. I've Kevin. got nine inch. Sorry to you got the golf finger to finger. I use it on the daily. <laughs> this is the one I caught <laughs> during the flood under the furnace. All right, under the under the air handler. Okay, so yeah, uh, nine and three quarters is the point, Kevin. W- where are you at? Uh, I I can't believe we're measuring. We've got a measuring contest going here, uh, and I gotta go back to Brett Kuzno. Thank you for the super chat as well. Golf is not the answer, but there are way more problems. He isn't the one sinking the ship. I think he's like one one hole in the hull, and there's there's more than than one that need to be plugged. I th- yeah, I think I think. No matter who the captain was on the Titanic, after it hit the iceberg, the ship was going down. But my man was still the captain. Yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I agree. I agree that, you know, I don't think he has a humongous part in us being as bad as we are, but he's still his own problem. He may not be the biggest problem, but I mean, there's kind of some weight there right that quarterbacks always have more weight in how a team performs than any other position on the field they touch the ball every play every single play and with his little nine inch hands (laughs) and uh you know i think i think that there's got to be a little bit of a you know weight put on that regardless of if he is technically our biggest issue or not uh you know nobody wins without a good quarterback in the nfl so it's gonna have to be addressed sooner than later Yep, yep, absolutely. Okay, here we go. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? This is Steve Perry on YouTube, that is. How you doing? 
Can you hear me all right, first off? Yes, you can. All right, all right. So, first off, diehard Lions fan, live across the street from the Pontiac Silverdome, watch the Michigan Panthers win a championship. Oh, man, now Where you're talking my language. <laughs> huh? You're talking my language. The Michigan Panthers. I loved Anthony Carter. The f- we won the inaugural championship right there at the Silverdome. People think there hasn't been a look championship. At, look in the there. chat. Look at my picture in the chat. Let me go. find you here. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Lions. All right, all right. This game, in high perspective, people catching on, but not quite so. Everybody's so judgmental and emotional about what's going on. As a Lions fan, a long-term Lions fan, I actually see what's going on. We're learning. You got to think, we got a whole new coaching staff, a quarterback that never played in this system, Everybody's trying to make adjustments. We got a ton of young, dumb players that is out there playing football. Raw, emotional football. And they're keeping up with the best of the best. Our first four games is killer games. Are you serious right now? And everybody's crying? Come on, put the big boy panties on and let's play football. Like, shit. Come on, man. Are you serious right now? Like, they did the best they could with the Minnesota Vikings who. Cousins been one of the top-rated quarterbacks right now in the league right now. We hailed them to what? What? Seventeen points. Are you now. serious right now? <laughs> we glad that we're doing as good as we are. We could easily be getting shut out zero. Yeah, And that's the thing. Like, and that's because there's two things going on. I think for people here. That was 19 points. Um, I think the first one is that people are just, especially Sam Ann said it best during the Patricia years. Matt Patricia touched him in his fandom, right? And so people are, are, are lightly trusting and wanting to come back. And, and, you know, Dan Campbell is so endearing to people. And you see the fight in the team. You see the seeds, right? You, you, normally we would have lost by 30, like Mike H said in the, in the, in the chat. Mm-hmm. We would get blown out this game, and we would have just all been going home with our tail between the legs. Same old Lions. Lions suck. But this team of you know bad news bears basically went out there and played the the the, the snot out of a good Minnesota Vikings team and held mm-hmm. them to nineteen. Yeah, you points. being nice about it though. You giving you treating the fans like they care bears. Look at these old rainbow bright acting people. Like really seriously. I lived in California for 12 years. I I I do that shit all the time. (laughs) You're giving them an out. Don't give them an out. Tell them to shut up. Shut the hell up. Because you're crying like skirts right now. Like, you got diehard Lions fans that's willing to put up with it and watching them build our squad. We're watching. Now, I'm not one that wants to see us go over in 70. Absolutely not. That would be horrendous. But I see us playing good teams well. That means when bum teams come, we might can pull out some wins. Even other good teams. Like the way we're playing right now, it's like maybe eight teams that I think absolutely we cannot beat in the league. Everybody else, it's a chance we can win. With the coaching staff that we have, put it this way, we are destroying egos. We don't need to destroy our players. Stop talking bad about them in the media. The media do a fine enough job on itself. Why is why is the YouTubers and 
the sub-media beating them up as well? Why are we as fans beating them up as well? Let the media do that, and let's encourage this team, build them up, and maybe we'll get a win out the deal. Until then, quit crying, boo-boos. Boo-boos, quit crying. Kisses and hugs, guys. Like, cut it out. <laughs> I understand. I'm lost. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. That's awesome. Okay. Um, Keep your eyes open. Our talk is coming soon to YouTube. It's going to be an international, not an international, but an American based um, YouTube page talking about football, boxing, everything else. So keep your eyes open for it. Sounds fun, man. (laughs) Hey, thank you guys. Have a good one. All right. Have a good one, man. I I just got to be negative sometimes. Yeah. Just in my blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> and I'm now, now, I'm not saying this makes me better than anybody else, but I do pay thousands of dollars a year to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> what value for my money, damn it. <laughs> I've been in sunken cost fallacy for seven years, damn it. Seven years. My seats are too damn good. Now I'm stuck here with them. I've been touching my fandom, so I'm going to see... <laughs> If I can get good seats in L.A. now. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? <laughs> hey, it's Corey from St. Louis. Actually, nothing today. I'm uh, I'm uh, pretty hungover, to say the least, because oh. uh, my college team sucks. But uh, Sorry to hear. Uh, um, anyways, <clears throat> what I was going to touch on today was, I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it, did it seem, compared to previous weeks, that they seem a hell of a lot more uh, comfortable with Cybert out there at kicker than they did with Santoso. I mean, I don't know. If that, if maybe it was Campbell learning his lesson from being a lot too aggressive, but he seemed a lot, a lot more keen on actually using the kickers for once. You know, that's an, a very interesting point that I didn't even think about. That we swapped kickers and now he started kicking. I'm not sure if that's correlated because I think he got burned so bad last week by not kicking field goals and taking points when maybe he could have or should have. You know, up for debate. Um, but I would agree that that Cybert looked way better and, you know, everything kind of – it felt like a actual NFL kicking game that I wasn't nervous about. Every time he went up, I didn't cross my fingers and toes hoping he was going to make it. And for all we know, that 100% did play into Campbell's thought process that he feels more comfortable that – you know, I guess because if, if you have a fear that your guy's going to miss the field goal, what's the difference between going for it on fourth down and missing a field goal? Did Santoso miss field goals? I don't think so. I don't no, think he heard, he really didn't. He didn't really even get the opportunity to kick the field goal. Yeah, there. that's what. And I'm wondering if it was the coaches uncomfortable with the kicker. We and and the thing is, is we saw Santoso. I really, really thought Santoso was was good as a kicker. I mean, because he was punting, he was he was kicking field goals, he was doing them both, and he was he was banging them. What was it from the the sideline at the fifty yard line through the skinny posts? He was banging balls through at uh, training camp. What was it, two years ago? It was yeah, it was. 2019 training camp. It was like, what the hell? That guy looked great. I thought he was he was the one, man. I thought he was really good. So I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if sorry, something in the chat just came through about him. I don't know if the the coaching staff isn't feeling good about him or what specific. I mean, we had Prater at the time, so he's not replacing Prater, right? Um, but I just I just I don't know why. If it was just the strategy, we're going for it, right? The Dan Campbell kneecap kind of mentality, or what? But I know Santosa's got a good leg and can can bang some he can bang some balls through some uprights when he needs to. Um, Finley has a uh, pretty interesting 
idea. He thought maybe he was worried that Santosa would eat the football. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. So yeah, no, no. It's it could be that they're more comfortable with Seabird. It could be that the uh, not going for it last week. There was a lot of talk and a lot of questions about it that Dan yep. answered this week, and he kind of said that you know, well, maybe we should have kicked the ball. And sure as anything, he kicked the ball this week. And I think you're going to get the, the way you asked the question. I appreciate it a lot because what you're going to get is the armchair coaching of for most people. Oh, should have gone for it. See, you couldn't get enough points because you didn't go for it. Right. And it's just the, the pendulum swing. They're just going to criticize whether he goes for it or kicks or goes for it or kicks. They don't care. They just want to criticize because they're not happy yep. about the end, the end result. So. Your, yep. I guess uh, before I hang up, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say you actually had thought in your comment, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I guess uh, since we're talking kicking, there's the mandatory. we got to call out Jack Fox for how freaking good he is, man. I don't think oh. we could have a better punter. Oh, man. it's just so good. It's, like, unbelievable watching him punt the ball because, like, you know, he just kind of came out of nowhere. He wasn't, like, a third-round punter, you know, just wild. Yeah, yeah. Wild. Lock that guy yeah. up to get him a 15-year contract. One of the few times I'll say I'm actually excited sometimes watching a kick, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just he, he's just just really something special, man. All right, hey caller, thanks a lot. I hope you feel better. Um, uh, I know college football can do that to you. It's it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. I've been having a lot of fun this year with college football myself. Yep. All righty, thanks, All right. guys. See you, buddy. All right. Woo. Got the kicking going on. All right, yeah, we got to talk about it. Thank you for the reminder, Sam. Man, stjude.org slash DLP. Get in there. Let's donate some money. Help uh, the kids of St. Jude. We are raising money to help uh, give Christmas for the kids. Uh, each little bit of money helps them out, helps families in need at the time when they need it the most. Uh, we've got our 24-hour podcast-a-thon on November 5th, the bye week, the Friday into Saturday of the bye week. We'll have... Uh, series of just amazing guests as usual we're working on a nationally recognized top tier couple of guests um that are unrelated so we've got a lot going on there make sure you tune in for that but stjude.org slash dlp right now the first 500 the first 250 dollars today are being uh, matched by flounder riches thank you flounder riches for your generosity and as more of an incentive you've got with uh, Greg, he's going to take for every $50 that's donated up to 500 His wife is going to pie him in the face, and you're going to love it. That's that's good stuff. He's got Taking what used to be private out into the public. That's right. <laughs> All right, caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink? Hey, my name's Bert, and I haven't really had much to drink because I'm driving an hour back home to for my father's after watching the game. So. All right. Well, that's okay. That's the safest way to be, and I appreciate that. How you doing? What do you got? Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Doing all right. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask what, I mean, I know there's a lot of hate on golf, which I, he's not playing great, but he, he is only 26. He's got a lot of experience. He's still not in his prime yet. He's playing with a makeshift line, new system, practice squad receivers. I mean, you got, what, uh, Hodge, Cordell Hodge out there, Trinity Benson, who dropped a couple balls. <laughs> and I don't know. It, y'all not think he's being a little bit, you know, trashed on a little bit too much or no? I think that 
saying that he has bad wide receivers and the line is makeshift is 110% valid. I think that there are some things that you see when he plays, though, that are bad decisions and bad plays regardless of those two things. There's some things that just happen on the individual quarterback level that you can see and kind of judge players on. And he's been poor in those areas, you know, like uh, week two, he looked pretty good. I, I thought he had a really good bounce back game week two, but then every other week after that, and it's just kind of, you know, he's made just some boneheaded things, whether he stands in the pocket, like a stone when, uh, when the rush is coming and he gets sacked by his shoelaces, all the fumbles he's had, um, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of a weird scenario because you're right. You're right. He's not in a good position to succeed, but he's also not excelling in the position he is in. I think it's that, kind of a funky spot. Yeah, and it's it's he's not the reason we're losing. I, I, I saw that, but he's not elevating the team to win either. And to, to back to the, the holes in the hull kind of thing, he's just one of many hull, holes in the hull of the ship that is going to prevent us from crossing the Atlantic. Um, there's a lot of oh, holes yeah. to plug. And I don't know, you know, I don't even know that next year all that work's going to get done, which is one of, I mean, I think there's going to be a significant improvement next year, but it's one of the reasons I think, you know, the year after is an interesting year with those two first round picks. I, I, it's interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how things play out in the offseason this year, where the picks go, how they're used, what we pick up or lose along the way, and how the front office deals with it. I have faith that Brad Holmes can do some some yeah. smart moves, but Jared Goff, I feel like he's not going anywhere. His, his salary is such that he's he is the guy. Yep. He's been surrounded by talent before and and taken a team to a Super Bowl, so it's not like he can't do it. I think you know it's he's almost like the new Andy Dalton, and frankly, that's good enough for me if I if I still have to build the rest of my team around, and then I can just I can replace him at the point when I've get my team to a, a good position. That's my philosophy of doing it right. Other people think differently. Um, I, I think with so much scrutiny, like we're seeing with golf right now with so much scrutiny on that position, it doesn't make sense to take a, a kid 21 years old, 20 years old, just out of college and put him in up in Detroit, especially <laughs> under that kind of scrutiny with this kind of talent around him. It's just, it's not a recipe for success. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if there's anything good coming out. I know the guy from Oklahoma got pulled, and you know, and the, it's just uh, kind of a mess. And quarterbacks coming out too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, the data's starting to come in, right? And everyone's everyone's high on um, Willis from Liberty, right? But we'll see. We need more games, and then we know. And then even if he looks great, you got to say, well, what's the competition, right? And and you just like. Yeah. It's so, it's so hard about this. It's such it's almost a lottery ticket. Uh, one of the things I, I I heard though about when you choose a quarterback is you know they all tend to have good arms. It's there's a there's a range, but they're they're good enough arms for the the NFL generally. Um, it, you know your first round picks. Uh, it's all about what's up in the head. It's all about yeah. that brain, how that goes, and um, you know golf. <laughs> And the hard part about golf is he's such a good person, like human being around town and the stuff he does for people. He seems to be a really, really great guy and in helping the communities he's played in and that kind of thing. It's just, he's, he's not, he's not Matthew Stafford. Right. And that's, that's the hardest, the hardest thing he has to do is step in after Matthew Stafford 
on a team that's in this kind of shape. It's so, so hard. Well, yeah, I just, I really, I'll sleeve it up on this. I don't want to take up, you know, other callers' time. But, uh, man, if we can salvage that guy and save all that draft capital, that would be such a bonus. Yeah. No, a so, super bonus. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really would be, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All, right. all right, guys. I really like the, uh, like the show, and uh, I'll be listening. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank Have you, man. Drive. Thanks for calling. Be safe. All right. Cheers. All right. I like it. See, you get extra points when you say you like the show on the call. No, <laughs> so many points. So many points. He's getting moved up to the front of the call list. Yeah, yeah. He's he's on the winner list now. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Uh, no, Jeff's show. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah, if, Kevin, I'm in the same spot. He, he spent the first three weeks defending and holding out hope for Goff, but he just can't do it. Um, it it's It's today... If it wasn't for that last drive, I would be off the ship completely. But it's it's one of those things where, you know, your your kid's an addict and and they they they've they're in their third recovery, right? You're like this time I just want it to hold, I want it to stick, right? You just want so bad for things to work out. And here we go. We'll see what happens. All right, um, hang out in the Slack, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. It's the the best place to get your Lions information. Go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Sign up to donate as little as a dollar a month. You get access to the Slack. You'll get access to the um, the I think Discord that we got going on. Uh, a couple other things. And uh, early access, early information about all the great stuff going on. So go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And uh, like I said, a little dollar a month will get you access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Riz and I, and, and this, I feel bad for all the people on the uh, on the YouTube that watches also on the YouTube. Um, the show this week, YouTube just lost it. It was a live broadcast, and after 14 minutes, they completely oh god, he got the picture. They completely lost the show, and uh, the the video freezes. It's completely on them. We had a great argument that was kind of enigmatic of what the, the conversations are like in chat where. It was an argument. We both made our positions, and we, in the end, agreed to disagree, but also saw new points we hadn't seen before. If you don't get a chance, last Wednesday's show, uh, go get the the audio version. It's at 363 uh, from the website or from the podcast feed because it's, it's really, really a good one. Um, let's see here. Thank you, Sam Man, for putting that picture. Last year's pie in the face. My son got to do that to me. Uh, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, Ozarks checking in. How you doing, Chris? Brandon, Sam, man. How you doing, man? Well, I was about ready to hoist the Gatorade and dump Campbell with a big one, and not yet. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nice. And what was that score again? Is that is there is there something about nineteen seventeen that just doesn't seem to fit well with the Lions? God, <laughs> God, it stings. Nineteen to seventeen one, always one hurts. Of, <laughs> one of the guys that uh, I follow on Twitter, he was a sport, he was a newscaster here and is back in Carolina, and evidently he caught the game somehow. And he says, "What is it about kickers that wear purple that just the Lions can't seem to deal with?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, tell me about it." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, no, it was it was it was something. Why can't? Why can't we be on the beneficial end of the double doink or something like that? You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, it's, it's yeah. We get well, the, I, the single doink into the in between the things for the record, right? On just a horrific mess of a officials. 
Like there was no justice in that Baltimore game. I still, I'm still hot about that. It's like, okay, the officials yeah. screwed up, whatever. You know, the 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 gods of football and and karma will will hurt them when it hits the crossbar bar and bounce. No, it bounces in. It's just like, how? Why, man? Why? Right, right. Well, I tell you what. Just to keep it in perspective, uh, obviously everybody's been already talking about this. But uh, I, I know some Viking fans, and I know it's even it was even said so in the chat. Uh, they are not happy how this game turned out because, frankly, they should have had a good twenty point lead on us, just like Baltimore. But because uh, the difference between that team, uh, or rather the Vikings team and the Baltimore team, is Baltimore had a whole lot of key injuries to players that we never we didn't play against, and they mm-hmm. still was able to eke out a victory. The Vikings didn't have that. They didn't have that excuse. And what did they have? They did have a, a their 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 uh, uh, number two running back go for over 100 yards. But they had penalties. They had uh, uh, misplays. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the Lions defense started to figure it out and assert themselves. How did, how did you guys like uh, a warrior just giving Jefferson all he could get right back at him. I thought that was hilarious, man. Yeah, I, he, he wasn't going to take nothing from him. I, I I felt like that was frustration. I felt like that was a guy that's getting burnt every time he goes against him. Got to just say, try to get something back out of him. But it was kind of like, um, you know, if if I, I I'd liken Jefferson in that in that situation to uh uh oh God, um Swift after he trucked what's his face Freeland or whatever. Um, though he turned smiling, yeah. he was like, you okay? Right. <laughs> cause it's like, you know, he, you know, he's sitting there angry as hell and he's, he's just like kind of laughing at him cause he made him look a fool. I think that was kind of just our worry, kind of feeling pretty bad about getting burnt a lot. And this is something, again, we talked about it earlier, but uh, like, I want to see it on a rewatch. Was he bad on every play against Jefferson or was it a situation where he was just burned when he got burned and he otherwise played well? I'm hoping it's the, the latter rather than the former. But having heard that in Campbell's post game, the reason they went into prevent was because Arariye is getting burned. That makes me think that shit. He's been getting burned all day, even when they didn't throw to him, and it was just a failure on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, uh, I, I tell you what, though, is it was Jefferson pointing a finger at him, and I'm surprised there wasn't uh, taunting flags thrown. To tell you the truth, That's a great point. But uh, they were just letting him play. But they, they, the Lions almost had the last laugh. To me. This is almost like the Vikings just getting us back for when uh, you remember the great catch by Golden Tate, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then ran into the end zone. Uh, I think didn't they didn't Stafford drive the ball uh, with less than a minute for a Prater game tying touchdown, if I remember right, yeah. and then it went into overtime. So eh, I guess we're about due. But uh, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, the Viking fans are not happy. I was talking to one on Twitter the other day, and he said he knows that bad times are coming because uh, Zimmer is just holding on by a thread, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, look, they barely beat us with a whole slew of injuries and uh, they've got high priced guys coming back and, you know, that are going to be demanding contracts that they will not be able to fill. I don't know if Rick Spielman to be able to work as magic as good this time around. And, uh, they, they, I told him, I said, you guys are almost like in the same boat as the bears. Uh, they've got yep. their new quarterback, but will you keep cousins? on again and again and again, you know, because he can, he's steady, but he's not elite. He's got to have a really good team around him 
to get the job done. Otherwise, uh, he, he's going to be like, well, he's going to be like Jared Goff. Yep. yep. You know. <laughs> hey, did you see? Are you watching the Chicago game? I heard uh, Fields might have got hurt. Yeah, he's back on the field driving the team down the field. In okay. fact, he just okay. helped them score a touchdown. And Chicago's up fourteen to three on the Raiders in in Las Vegas. Wow! Uh, although he just got sacked, uh, but uh, it, yeah, they're uh, uh, Bears are kind of taking it to him just methodically. Seem like, mm-hmm. but uh, 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 but I, I tell you what, a couple other things I had in mind here, and I just want to go with this. I know there's still a whole lot of melanized fans yeah. remembering the bad decade of the two thousands. Remember, Chris, I was, I was bringing that out, and I even brought it out in chat. And I said, yeah, it almost reminds me, even though these guys are try-hard guys, they're a bunch of the uh, just a bunch of third, fourth, and fifth-string receivers that the Lions were trying to promote as one and twos back when Harrington was playing. I mean, guys like Scotty Vines, you know, uh, and, and, and when, when uh, uh, Roy Williams went down, yeah, yeah. all they had was a bunch of guys like Ozzie Keen. Yeah. It was nothing more than a slot receiver. You know, but I think and, back then they were promoting those guys as number ones unironically. You know what I mean? Like, I think right now yeah. they know they've got a lack of talent, and these guys are what they have. Exactly. And it's like we're growing, guys, and we're going we're gonna to see what we've got here until we can get our arms on talent. We need another draft, right? That's that's what I'm, right. I'm thinking is going – the difference is. There, they really genuinely believe they had ones and twos in those guys and that they were smarter than the rest of the NFL. I think these guys are just trying to find the, the diamonds in the rough so they can just keep building and building. Yes, I, I tell you what, uh, another thing that I got to thinking about, too, along this kind of lines is this team is – remember a couple of years ago, uh, there was all kinds of talk about tanking, yeah. you know, to get the and, – and you, you can't do that in the NFL. There's too many players to, mm-hmm. to bonafide tank like you can in the NBA. This is a natural tanking team. It's kind of like what you guys said, man. The Titanic is sinking, and uh, you know it is what it is. So you deal with it. Um, yep. So well, I, I kind of, I kind of expect, yeah, I kind of expect that uh, uh, we'll be a top five pick by by uh, the end of the season, which ain't bad considering what kind of players will be there in the top five picks. Whether you want a quarterback or the best, the best pass rusher yep. or uh, or even receiver, but uh, regardless, there's going to be a really top quality uh, piece. That is exactly what they wanted when they traded Stafford away and and, and figuring on getting two because then you can get another one at the bottom of the first somewhere. And with, with, uh, I, I want it, Chris. Do you remember you and Tony, uh, and maybe even you and Jeff, when you was talking last week about the Vikings game coming up? What really was your predictions? Did you even think this would even be this close? Oh no, I, I had it. I think a ten point game, um, and I had. 20 more points being scored. I didn't the, the defense, I thought so. Yeah, the defense was was tight, right? Uh, for for uh, the, for the Lions a lot tighter than I thought it was going to be. I I I undersold them, you know. And and I you, that's one of the things that I think stuns me the most about this game is the bounce back after what we saw in Chicago, right? And I'm riding the right. the trend right. too much on this stuff. These guys these guys aren't. These guys are, are, were a completely different team this week. And so many other Lions teams have already packed up the tent, 
poles in the back of the truck and they're driving home right before the game even starts, you know, with half the season to go. These guys at the end exactly. of the game today were out there putting it all on the line. There's there's a lot to be said for these the heart of these players and um the type of culture that's being built here. As we get more players and 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 build the people in that we want, this culture is going to be in the locker room. It's going to be established. And that's probably something that we should talk about more that's being undersold. Even if we did go 0-17, right? They, oh, yeah, you went 0-17, you get a losing culture. Well, no, no, no. There's a different kind of culture being established in the locker room, a never-give-up, don't-quit kind of culture with these guys. And that's going to carry with the new guys that come in. It's going to build them up. And that's going to carry this team a long, long way um, as they start to get the talent in there to really perform. So you can't really knock or undersell what's happening to the Lions culture in the locker room, even in the face of what's going on in the field. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why I said I think Campbell's really fonts, uh, Wayne Fonts 2.0, because when they started out back then, that team was horrible. Yeah. You know, uh, they, just, they just lucked into getting Barry Sanders because Green Bay was stupid to pass them up. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> but the, uh, everything else, though, as far as I'm concerned, uh, dealing with this is, uh, it, I tell you what, uh, the instance you said about the team has fight in them, the play that got them the ball enough to get the touchdown, Yeah. if they weren't fighting hard, that play would have never happened. The guy would have just went down and game over. They would accept it. It wouldn't just another one. It's you know what it is and I'm going to make a a a, a, a comparison here that I don't know if people enjoy, will enjoy it or not, but you see in in, a, in an in an MMA fight in the grappling part as somebody starts to get worn down and starts to get beat, you can see when they start accepting positions in which they're being dominated when someone's dominating them right that they, and they're just accepting it right they want that breath of air they want that you know they just kind of are, are, are accepting that they're in a bad spot and they can't do anything about it the lions would accept those positions for the last 20 years without question they would accept it this year's lions will not accept being in a position in which they are being dominated they will fight scratch and claw to get out of that and get to that position where they're the dominant one i mean i think that's kind of the kneecap analogy in an in an interesting way right they keep getting up and they're not going to be held down and you might knock them down but they're going to keep getting up and they're going to keep fighting and one day they're going to wind up on top right and that's and then then the next day they do it and then maybe they fall down a game and then that's how they're going to build that's what they're doing and that's what it is it's all about not accepting the idea that they can't perform or won't be able to perform. That's, I think, what, what's being built here. Yeah, uh, last thing, I'll, I'll go ahead and bring out the only, you only have to watch last year's Carolina game. Remember that debacle? Yeah. I mean, they got shut out the first time ever, even though it, they had a freighter that could have hit a 50-yard field goal. They couldn't even get close enough to even hit a field goal. Right. And those guys look like it. I mean, even the, the announcers, I think it was Chris Spielman doing a game. He said, these guys are within reach of maybe making a playoff. And look at him. Stafford just kind of sauntering up to the line, looking at it. Yeah, here we go again. And, uh, and Carolina just teeing off on him on the front four as well as the defense. And they had one of the worst defenses in the league. Yep. So, yeah, you could tell Dan Campbell when he said that, he probably had that game in mind. And, uh, and we don't see that nowadays. It's just simply um, – they just don't have enough power. They don't have enough talent. 
Yep. And and I'm looking forward to when they finally get it done. By the way, guys, let's go Spartans, let's go Wolverines, our real weekend football, man. Take care. <laughs> See you, Brandon. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I uh, got another caller. Call. What's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? Hey, I'm Jacob, and I am very sober. <laughs> Good for you. How you doing, man? <laughs> what do you what do you what do you got for um, us today? What'd you see out there? Yeah, I called in after the Ravens game and I said that we would be three and three, so I just want to apologize for that. <laughs> Jinxed us. <laughs> Jinxed us bad. Is is that why you're sober? Because you, maybe drunk you wasn't as smart yeah, as you thought. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know everyone's been talking about golf, so I'll just say I don't think we really need to go offense in the first round the next draft. That's just my opinion. I like, but, um, I, like so I won't ramble on about that because I know everyone's been talking about that. Yeah, no, but, no um, really quick, I, 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 I agree with you. I think, you know, you had, and I'm just going to use an example from recent days, you had like Chase Young. To this defensive line and holy cow you know there's something right. scary on that field and 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 frankly with uh a quora being hurt you, you kind of need somebody on the end that's going to be able to pass the pass rush and get after mm-hmm. a quarterback because that those achilles man yeah. they, they don't come back yeah if you get that uh if you get, get that an edge rusher or that safety out in notre dame you know, like you can't, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I do say that I don't think our linebackers are as bad as I thought they would be. I think Anzalone's been pretty decent, actually. Oh, you mean Captain Anzalone? <laughs> Anzalone. <laughs> yeah, I'm a linebacker. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about that earlier today during the game that this team has players on it that if they were surrounded by more talent would be way more likely to contribute. I think Walker is one of those people. I think Anzalone is one of those people that when you have a team that's just devoid of talent and they can't trust the people around them to do what they're supposed to do, you inherently have bad play out of everybody. I don't think, you know, you're not going to have one guy that looks exceptional on a team with 10 other dudes that aren't playing well. And, you know, I think honestly, if they went all defense next draft, I wouldn't even be upset in the slightest. In the slightest. Right, look at the Cowboys this year, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, like, I think you get a, a couple of – you get a cornerback that can kind of handle his own. You get help at the safety position by getting Harris possibly out of there. Uh, you get a little bit better edge rush where, you know, guys don't have to cover for as long. And a lot of the problems we've been having kind of just tend to disappear. They kind of just kind of – poof into the distance. You know, we've seen other teams do that with right. Washington football teams kind of like that, where they just built their line and now they've got a crazy, scary defensive line and the rest of their defense just kind of follow suit. I mean, that's kind of what happened in the 2014 right. Lions. The line was just monstrous and it allowed like me. And I don't want to say mediocre, but middle pack guys like to hear Whitehead to thrive, you know, and I think, I don't mm-hmm. think Tracy Walker's that much different than a to hear Whitehead or, he you know, any out of that. today though. Tracy Walker looked really good. And you look today. at the, uh, sorry. yeah, sorry. You look at the Patricia defenses, you know, and we never had a line then, or, you know, we never got any pressure at least. Yep. And everything else fell apart. Yeah. Oh, and that's it's exactly it. I mean, the Everson Griffin experiment last year to this year is, I think, exactly what you need to see to see how bad that scheme actually was, especially utilizing the talents that, that they had. 
and yep. uh, the declining talent that roster had as Bob Quinn got his fangs deeper into the <laughs> to the the neck of the Ford family. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was interesting. Um, I I, I got to <clears> say <throat> Tracy Walker played really well today. I really liked what he did. Um, I'm with you, Sam Man, about defense, but I I really would like to get a wide receiver in there somewhere, <laughs> or at least maybe sign one somewhere. Just just somewhere, some way, we need two wide receivers just to make the offensive side of the ball interesting. It's, it's, it's yeah, I think I think they're probably going to have to go into the free agency market it to would, help the offense. It would hurt me if we had you know a top. I'm just going to make up a number, top five defense. And we couldn't score, right? <laughs> it would just it would hurt right. me so bad to suddenly see how we how we had done something like that. Then again, you wind up in that kind of position and all of a sudden you draft your quarterback and your uh and a couple other players and you're a you're a whole new team. So who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, I think on offense, like besides a wide receiver and like some like offensive lines theft, I don't think there's anything that anything that we really need right now, you know? Obviously, Goff's not the guy for the future. I don't think so anyway. But you don't need to replace him right away. I'll tell you what you do need. It'll help you through this year. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com There you go. Never be stressed out about it. And I work at Amazon, too, if you want to work in that plug, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com it's a, he, I mean, he works there and he uses it. He doesn't want to give all his money to the big boss. He exactly. to say it, man. I don't want to get you in trouble with, you know. With, I'm trying to take as much as I can from him, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, the that's best, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one. But cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Take care of your pain, anxiety, and insomnia. Um, if you if you ever thought you were in trouble because you couldn't get your Delta 8 anymore because they, they took you out, oh, no. Get the active CBD. It's as good as Delta 8, the same kind of effect. But it's not Delta 8, so it's legal in all 50 states. Cat and mouse, squeak, squeak. Off we go with a new, better product to help you with pain, anxiety, and insomnia. There you go. All right, thanks. Thank you for letting me squeeze that in. <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh, just real quick, I got one more thing for you. Yo, yo. Um, so we're winless, obviously. But I think, obviously, the culture's improving. Because if you look over at, <laughs> over at Jacksonville, that's a losing culture right now. Woo! <laughs> 20 in a row they've lost, right? Like, they're not... They're not laughing our coach out of the locker room, you know, like they are over there. Yeah, no, it's it's that is an absolute yeah. mess. But the one thing, I mean, you get that that coach can still get the college girls. <laughs> He's still pulling the, <laughs> right. the young ones, right? <laughs> He's Whiskey got that all, yeah, not a problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to broadcast him, but when I moved to Florida, I heard some interesting rumors about him and his wife that. Like that picture just makes perfect sense to, to be honest with you. The reason they actually left Florida, but whatever. I'll leave it at that. All alleged. Yeah, well, thank <laughs> All right, man. Well, Campbell's not out there uh, finger blasting co so that's good at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tried not to say it. <laughs> he needs to finger blast the uh, prevent defense out of the playbook. <laughs> Oh, thanks a lot, guys. Alice, thank you, brother. (laughs) Have a good one. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Saintjude.org slash DLP. I saw a guy named Sandy Man uh, send in a $69 donation where it's (laughs) $16.69.69. You guys, the best. Um, Let's see. It's $200 we raised plus the. 
the that's four hundred. Oh no, wait, because what's his name? Uh, Greg, what's his name? Are we asking you to do math? Yeah, oh, on no. the fly, and I'm using it's not round numbers. Started at fourteen seventy, and I ended up at sixty nine. So I'm going to round up. <laughs> so we got two hundred dollars plus fifty from Greg. So that's going to be two fifty. We we are. I don't know if that fifty is going to count because he didn't put it in. We're fifty away from our full match from Flounder of two fifty, and then that's going to be ten pies in Greg's face, guaranteed. If we can if we can get that extra fifty from someone along the way, we would appreciate it. Stjude.org/slash/dlp help. Provide Christmas for the kids, now, kids who need it. Well, now sick. I've got a question. So, back in my youth, there was a show on Nickelodeon called Double Dare, and I feel like they had a machine that threw multiple pies at once. I'm gonna look right are now. we trying to get multiple? Are these one-off pies? Are we getting like a pie a day? Are we getting ten pies from ten people? Well, are we getting? You know what? You you actually brought up something that I can I can play here. I haven't played this. I have a new one that I have to put out there. Uh, from Flounder, but this is the one I have I have preloaded right now. Check this one out. Hey guys, it's Jamie from the Slack, Double J. I am just doing a check-in right now to kind of give you a heads up where we're at with pies. Uh, right now, we're just going to set it up where we do a challenge. So I'm going to challenge Case to do a donation and a pie, and I'm going to choose Flounder for a pie and a donation. So just to- Oh, gosh. What is the ear? Okay. That was so not expected. Somebody give me a towel. That's three. He's taking a pie for every hundred raised in awesome. in uh, October. So he's at 16, almost 17 pies that he's got to take. He got three done. Uh, Jamie's doing that. Um, so get creative. However you want to take those pies, go for it. Do a donation. Challenge two people. Vid- you know, video the whole thing. Take a pie and, uh, and put it on your social media. We'll put it out. We'll put it on the show. We'll share it with folks. And uh, we'll see if we can get those challenges going. Kind of like the Ice Bucket Challenge. Let's have some fun and raise some money for the kids at St. Jude, stjude.org slash DLP. Make sure you uh, hashtag pies for kids, number four, and uh, at me in your tweets when you do those videos so I can make sure to get those and get those up and share them with everybody because they're, they're, that one was adorable actually and funny. Um, <laughs> right in the ear. Yeah. That's the one spot I don't want to take. I don't, I don't know whether that was whipped cream or <laughs> shaving cream. He put some in his mouth, so it had to have been whipped cream, but that's, you know, that's a good way to get mold in your ear. <laughs> You know, that's... <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, your, yours is from a leaking AC, but yeah. Oh God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you hurt me. You hurt me worse than my fandom. You touched me in my AC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last chance for calls: two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four, two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four, or use Skype and do Detroit Lions podcast, all one word. Um, Sam, I'm going to let you wrap up, kind of give your thoughts on the day and where things are. Well, you know, I don't expect much out of this team at this point. We're just, our talent level is low, but I'll say that I'm excited at what I see in that we appear to be playing over our talent. Offensively, maybe not so much, but defensively, 100%. You know, this team is not good defensively by any stretch of the imagination, but we got more stops in today's game than we got in every year of Patricia's tenure here. And sacks. And sacks. <laughs> and sacks. 
you know, I, I think that we're watching a team grow. I think we're going to have to see how Dan Campbell responds, but I can say that we've seen growth out of him every week as well, Yeah, which is rare. Yeah. Um, you know, most of the time, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but NFL coaches are pretty smart about the room, everything, right? They yeah, don't listen, and they don't grow. Exa- they know what they're doing. No one's going to tell them otherwise. And we've seen, you know, last week, Dan Campbell went for it on fourth down in the red zone. He didn't take points. This week, he did literally the opposite. We don't know why yet, but I think that no matter what the reason was, it shows growth and it shows an ability to be wrong and make an adjustment. And I think that that's a reason to be excited, regardless of the talent level, because let's be honest, we're, this year's a lost year, no matter what. We knew it wasn't going to be, we weren't going to go anywhere this year anyway. Yep. Let's just be happy that we're seeing some growth out of this, out of this new uh coaching staff i like the the idea of experimentation and then fail fast right he experimented in, in chicago it didn't work he failed fast he won a different path you know path this year or this week and uh, it went differently right and i think there's going to be learnings going both ways and he's going to find where that that right path is for him uh last call of the day coos how you doing brother i see you how much have you had to drink uh well chris you know i don't count <laughs> during Lions games. <laughs> you drink so much you can't count. They don't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be a fair point, Andy, yeah. <laughs> What's uh, up, man? No, uh, you know, to to, to, to kind of turn back on the last point that Andy made, part of the reason I wanted to call was, you know, anybody who is a Lions fan who does not think, uh, unfortunately, even though it's a 1-5, this team is not overachieving you are not paying attention because the, the Lions' defense today—I uh, get it—they screwed up on the end, the end of game to give up that field goal. The, the Lions' defense today, with scrubs and backups, overperformed against a very, very decent NFL offense. Yeah, uh, an, an NFL offense that gave Cleveland's. Much vaunted defense, absolute fits last week. Yep. So I'm just saying, if everybody who, who, whatever expectations you had before the season, if you don't think they're not overperforming today, you, you're not watching. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely, absolutely fair. <laughs> um, how you doing? Are you and Cam? Are you guys still good to go on the uh, fifth? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I actually just sent you. He did a uh, so he's a meteorology student at Ohio University. Go Bobcats! Oh wait a minute, that's, what, know, that's shut, what Riz shut. did. That's yep. like the Riz path. Do you know what? Do you realize what kind of monster you're creating? <laughs> I, I do. I've been watching it for twenty years. But yeah, um, I did. I did just DM you on Twitter uh, okay. his video. He finally did. So the OU channel or OU runs the PBS channel out there mm-hmm. and he got put on the air to be the weather man on the PBS channel. Uh, uh, All right. uh, so, so if you get the chance, go watch the video. However, it is a student run production. So <laughs> there were issues in the production that were not his fault, but anyway, I will tell you, I did meteorology. I, I did it a couple times when green screens were still amazing technology at the Shemp Howard school of broadcast arts. And uh, it's, it's related to Mo Howard. Um, in Detroit there. It was in Southfield at the time. And mm-hmm. the whole kind of reversal of everything on the camera was really crazy. So I come out here and I'm like, I'm like, okay, you got a warm front on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Flipped <laughs> flip the other side because I pointed to the wrong side of the map because everything was backwards. 
it was, well, it, it was and pretty, good. pretty good. Cameron's getting hosed over because he can't use his left arm. So like they keep putting the graphics on the wrong side of the screen and he has to move to where, to the side where he can't use his arm. So, right, right, right. Oh, you know, but, but he made the best of it, you know, so there, there are a few scenes where he kind of reaches across his body, to use his arm. but now <laughs> oh, he's doing good. Good so, stuff. I will. Yes. We, we are more than happy. You know, you tell me what would you guys need to send more happy to freaking jump in uh, on the fifth. And Awesome. Awesome, buddy. Okay, I will catch your DM and I will uh, catch up with you. But you're right. right. People aren't watching. If they don't think this team is outperforming, they aren't watching. Correct. Yeah, I mean, this. I, honestly, people thought we would be worse than Houston. So, but all right, I'll oh, let you guys sure. go. All right, brother. We'll see you. Bye-bye. All right. Later. I'll say I thought the team, the, the measuring stick, as always, wins and losses. Yep. I'm not confident in my five-win season at all anymore. Just, just to, to be fair and frank and honest, right? And there's still plenty of opportunity that it could happen, right? And and the trajectory mm-hmm. again, if I draw a line, any two points you can draw a line, you can wind up almost anywhere. But if I go between Chicago and Minnesota, we're pointing steadily up, right? I mean, the the, the performance was really good. Um, the teams had some close games. They've been able to perform. I I think they're. I mean, they're going to get wins this year. I don't know if they're going to get the five, but God, the way they're playing is so much better than the talent they have, so much above their pay grade on defense. I think offense is, is playing at their pay grade, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the you know there's, there's, there's opportunity here. I think, as you said, Campbell's learning and growing. I think the players are learning and growing. I think we're going to find a lot of key, inexpensive talent that are, uh, that, that's coming out of this team for a go forward. And the games, they're just fun to watch, man. There, it's it, it, I again. If I draw a point between you know or, or a line between two points, football last year I had a third point. The year before, <laughs> the year before, and this year we're pointing up. This year, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a lot better football to watch. I this game stinks, but it's not nearly as bad as as any of those Patricia losses. It's not nearly as bad as watching guys like fucking Jelani Tavai out there just. Trying to do calculus, right? I mean, my guy, my guy has, you know, you, you just go, you know, point and run, right? I mean, that's that's about what you got for that. And um, you know, if, start moving early because <laughs> it's gonna take you a while to get there. Uh, yeah, most people take this angle. We want you to take this angle, okay? <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh, I saw that with Penasini do that today. As a matter of fact, um, there was a run uh, breaking it to the outside. Um, and uh, Madison was was breaking out to their left, our right, and Penasini was the guy that was there. And instead of attacking him, he was like, "All right, I'm Penasini." Took, <laughs> took a little shallower angle so that he could uh, he could make sure that he could meet up with him. And then it wound up uh, somebody got to him and got uh, made the tackle. But it was it was smart play on his side. He mm-hmm. knew his speed versus the other player. Right, that was good thinking. That was good play. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of these guys, and it's going to be a fun year of football. Win, lose, or draw. It's just not a year that, you know, playoffs, right? Just forget yeah. it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, we'll play off. Playoffs. <laughs> I need to win a game. <laughs> I can usually do that voice better when my throat is <laughs> shot. All right. I'm just, I'm just really excited for $25,000 and Jeff Risden's tutu. I am, I am pumped. As am I. As am I. And I can't wait. If we can, we're going to, I'm going to see if I can squeeze that extra 50 bucks out of Flounder. If we can get that 50 bucks in by the end of the day, that'd be great. We appreciate everybody who's watching the show and supporting the show and supporting St. Jude. 
It's a big one. Don't forget the pies and the donations. Statue.org slash DLP. November 5th and 6th, a lot of top shelf national talent coming in for interviews. Uh, we got a great, great show. Don't forget, tomorrow, Lions Nation Unite, I will be on with Herman Moore. He's going to be interviewing me. Wow. That's, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be doing that. Make sure you tune into Lions Nation Unite YouTube channel. Give them a uh, follow there in our affiliated channels link up and list up there. Um, St. Jude, the November 5th and 6th, 24-hour uh, podcast. It's going to be Risen Eyes. Andy uh, will drop in for a bit if when he can find some time. We've got Case going to make an appearance. Got some other people in. Again, a lot of national guests showing up. And then we will kick off the auction that night. I think we're going to end the auction around the 15th of December so that we're guaranteed to get everything out for Christmas gifts for everybody. We've got a Swift signed ball, signed jersey. Hawkinson signed ball, signed jersey. we got some baseballs. we got some Herman Moore stuff. we got a lot of really, really great stuff come up. We've got a week in a Colorado ski resort, like a rental Ooh. home uh, that's going up on the auction as well. Uh, great, great stuff. I'll get in touch with you shortly, Dave. Sorry, it's been busy. Uh, but a lot of great stuff going up in this auction. If you have something you'd like to donate for the auction, please let us know, and uh, we'd be happy to bring it in. 100% of the proceeds are going to St. Jude. I'm paying for all the shipping and everything else out of pocket just to make sure that they get all the money from it. And then um, also, if you want to do the pies, you want to do something fun uh, in the month leading up to the telethon to help raise money, uh, we appreciate it as well. Anything anything to get this thing going, really. It's, it's, it's for the kids, and we're trying to do something good in this world when – so much else is going not so great. Stjude.org slash DLP. Give a couple bucks and help some kids and families out. All right. Well, I think I think we said it all. I think we went really long. I think we're good. You feel good? I feel good. Okay. Uh, remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Access to the greatest Slack, most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. And follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. And at Sandman seven 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 three, Sandman seven 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 three. Nailing it every time. Ah, that's right up here, baby. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions podcast, or call us on the Lions line at nine two nine three three Lions. It's nine two nine three three five four six six seven. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in all your boxes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.